three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. Good morning. Hi. What time is it? What day is it? I don't it? know. <laughs> the curtains are drawn. It's dark. Sometimes I turn the light on. You know what? I took a nap today uh, after I took another nap. So we're doing great. Oh, Cody, <laughs> my boyfriend was just um, temporarily laid off and he looked at me earlier today and said, um, so is this my life now? Just watching TV and kind of just taking naps? I said, yeah, it sounds pretty much like. Yeah. And then um, checking on the fridge every 10 minutes because it changes. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Um, <laughs> today, I, today I got up, I did the dishes, I watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and then uh, took a nap. So, killing it. Love that journey for you. Uh-huh. It's been really fun. New experiences. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Gay Space. Yes. And I'm Mike. I'm Tracy. I'm glad we've remembered this time. <laughs> we remembered. <laughs> and we're very excited to announce or to bring in our special guest. Yes. Deception. Deception. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Are you there? Oh, there you are. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thank y'all for having me. Of course. Absolutely. How has your day gone today? Um, you know, just living the life, girl. I'm in <laughs> the quarantine life. I, like you said, I, I got up and made a little breakfast, and then um, I actually did organize my garage, though. I oh, did, nice. I did that today. Every day, I try to do at least a little something mm-hmm. to like keep me, you know, busy for like say three or four hours. So I just do little different tasks like every day. I um I really enjoyed trying to keep like somewhat of a normal routine, like go to bed at a certain time, get up at a certain time. But that lasted for the first two weeks, and now we're in just whatever day it is, it's what day it is. <laughs> well, I think, you know, that's the thing, especially being like a showgirl, you don't really have a set routine. I mean, you do, but it's always at night. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but as far as like sleep patterns and being a showgirl working at night, I mean, you know, there's days where I'll still get up at 8 a.m., or 9 a.m., you know, but then there's those days, especially like a, like a Saturday or something, you know, you'll sleep into like maybe noon. So it's just, it's weird, you know? Yeah. It's, I, I'm still having like, it's still trying to come to terms with like, <laughs> I don't have to go anywhere. I'm not expected to do anything, but I'm still like, I feel like I'm missing out or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which, but I am, like, which is nothing. So. It's, yeah, I'm so ready to go back to work. <laughs> well, for, for me, this is like, I think it's starting to get on like maybe week five. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we're I'm getting so used to it because like I just said, you know, I'll try to find something to keep me busy for like, say, three or four hours. And like, that's really something, right? Like, that's Nicole. Like, I'm like, ooh, I was, ooh, girl, I've done three, it. <laughs> three hours. Like, you know, and, and I get thinking like, well, that's nothing. So like when I've got to go back to work or, you know, it's just crazy. I, uh, my biggest fear is going back to work at, you know, either doing hair or drag and being like, Oh, 
fuck it. I can't take another nap right now. So. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're so excited that you're here because we just love you and we couldn't wait to have you on here. Um, so let's get into some questions. Mike, you ready? Yeah. I was awesome. going to say, do you want to introduce yourself to our audience? Tell people yes. who you are. Sure. Well, uh, my stage name is Deception, which I really, really, I hate that. Oh, my God. But, but, you know, you choose it when you start, which, you know, like most people, I was 18. Mm -hmm. And of course, I only thought I was going to do it like one time, right? Fast forward to like five nights a week for like... Like a very, very long time, an undisclosed amount of years, but from the get-go, five times a week. Um, So anyway, but then I transitioned uh, while I was transitioning then. And so the name Dee Dee came, of course, from Deception, um, and then it's just my legal name now. So I I would never have chosen the name Dee Dee, but it just, it kind of came from Deception. And then I wasn't going to like then come up with another real girl name and have to juggle another name. Mm-hmm. You know, Hi, my, na- my name is Jessica Ann Lehman, but I go by deception or Dee Dee. doesn't matter. Right. Because, you know, my other trans girlfriends, especially like, you know, we were all coming up at the same time. We would talk about that because you're like, your birth name never fully dies. You know, mm-hmm. it still kind of will present itself sometimes, even if you've had your, like my name's been changed legally forever, but you know, you'll still maybe get a random piece of mail or something. So you always got to have that in the back of your mind. So that's a name, then your stage name, then your nickname. So that's three. <laughs> I was not gonna, like then, you know, come out with like, if I wanted my name to be, you know, like, I don't know, Diana or something, then have to, you know, get a four. So anyway, I can, I can see you as a Diana though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually, I was, I was either going to go with Diana or Deidre. Ooh, I like Deidre. That's fun. Carmela Marcella Garcia. She would always call me Deidre Renee. And ever she was just like, well, hello, Deidre Renee, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I'll be Deidre. But then my other girlfriends, they were like, uh, you are, no, no Deidre. <laughs> <laughs> you are Dee Dee and that is it. Okay. That's right. Okay. I love yeah. it. Thank um, you. Uh, so anyway, but to finish the thing. So anyway, I um, work at Play. I've been at Play for 11 years. I love it. A little over 11. Um, I'm actually the show director of uh, Play Nashville in Louisville. I do all the bookings. Uh so I have my hands full. Plus I do shows four nights a week and um, br- brunches. Oh, wow. So I didn't realize you were also, you booked for Louisville as well. Yes, I do. So wow. that's why I'm always like frazzled. <laughs> because, you know, I have the, I have the five playmates in Nashville and then, you know, glam squad, Monday girls, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Louisville, I, I handle like their, their shift requests. So like if a Louisville playmate wants off, they, I either approve it or deny it. And then you do the fill-ins. And then you also, um, I handle the contracts for all the RuPaul girls and stuff. Well, I mean, oh my you know, gosh. Not, I mean, not for them, but, you know, on our end of it. To book them, yeah. Yeah. So it's that is lot. That, I mean, I just, that's a lot. Like, I don't know how you function. No wonder, like... 
whenever one of us is too loud back there, you're ready to choke. <laughs> <It's so fun. laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll be the loud one too, but sometimes I'm just like, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vanity's like, mom's mad, mom's mad. Oh my God. I Dan, uh, Vanity just, that's like, she's just loves to push your buttons. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'll send you random, you know, things of like, you know, like a duck walking or like a goose waddling or something. And she's like, yep, that's me to your dressing room. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so Dee, where are you from? Are you from Nashville? Or are you from? No, I'm from a little small town in Tennessee. It's called Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, oh, I yeah. know exactly where that is. Yeah. I mean, it's bigger now. I mean, it's still small, tiny, but um, it's bigger now than when I was growing up. But mm-hmm. it's like the uh, Church of God headquarters, like the tabernacles there. Oh. Um, so it's, you know, very that. Uh-huh. That's always fun. Um, and so, <laughs> like, it's just like 20 minutes away from Chattanooga, but it's kind of like on the Georgia line, sort of. Um, and then I moved to Florida, though, when I was just turning about 21 um, because I had already been doing shows for three years by then. Um, so I had gotten a really good job offer in Florida. So then I lived there for a long time and then I moved to um, Nashville. Wow. Um, so what, when you first started doing drag, like, was that something you always wanted to do or was it just like? Hell to the no, no, no. <laughs> no, um, I mean, you got to remember I was eight. Well, okay. So it was, it was a long time ago. So drag wasn't, you didn't really know about drag. You know, I mean, it was not on TV. It was not. Oh God! That, see, y'all are gonna make me date myself. No, we're not. No, we're not. I remember. I remember, no. I remember drag not being on TV. Even have like a computer, like you know, to get on. Um. So I mean, you know, just you a chisel like, and a rock, huh? Yeah, no, but it just it wasn't that commonplace, and so um, you know, I think when. It was only, I started doing drag, you know, not that long after like too long too, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So really when that movie came out, I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, (laughs) so crazy. Um, So, but I loved it. I was like enamored with it. And then, you know, when I turned 18, we did go to a gay bar, me and a couple of my um, little girlfriends. We, you know, that I was friends with in high school. We went and then, um... Yeah, then they had a talent night and a friend of mine wanted to do it, but he didn't want to do it alone. And so he begged me to do a duet with him. And I was like, okay, you know, because I'd always done theater and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, sure, okay, I'll go do a little duet with you. But then we, of course, won the contest and then you had to come back. And we, we won the finals, uh, which was like the next week. And then I got a guest spot and then I got offered uh, a cast spot. Oh my God. So, <laughs> like, within like, I guess three weeks, then I started doing drag like almost five nights a week. Holy oh shit. <laughs> so I didn't really, I guess, have time to think about it. Yeah. That's really cool. I love yeah. that. Um, so uh, I lost my number on my questions here, Mike, because oh. I dropped my notebook. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, this um, dog and pony show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also further to kind of what you were just saying, um, from when you started to now, uh, do you enjoy the kind of exposure now that drag has? Um, What has it been like to kind of see things kind of change? I mean, just dramatically over the last 10 years, honestly. 
Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, over the 10 years, it's crazy. But then, you know, what? like I said, when I started, I mean, it is like, oh, it is just craziness to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, I think it's wonderful. I think it's absolutely wonderful that drag is um, so kind of in the mainstream now. I mean, you know, I guess it's pros and cons because it does take some of the magic out of it because a lot yeah. of the illusion is lost because a lot, I mean, before Drag Race, really, people really the the most people they didn't know like how drag queens got their body shape you know they didn't know that they were wearing like a couch cushion you know <laughs> um, so that kind of thing I, you know i hate because it's like you know a magician's secrets are revealed kind of thing mm-hmm. um, but i think it gives validity that it's an actual career and it's an actual art form um, mm-hmm. Just like any kind of acting or anything is, you know. I, I mean, ours is a lot sillier now. I mean, you know, but yeah. But I, I mean, you're like you were saying, like it does take the magic out of like what's behind the scenes and all of the work that goes into it. But also, I kind of love that people realize now, like you know, you can't just wear, uh, you know, one pair of pantyhose if you're going to wear pads. Like you've got to right. really go for it. And then also, you know it takes a long time to get ready. And I don't, the one thing about RuPaul's, they don't really show you how long it takes those girls to actually get ready. Like it takes forever sometimes. Um, But I'm like you, like I'm glad it's back or I'm glad it's in the mainstream, but I also kind of miss when, like when I first started going out, there wasn't a drag race yet. Like, and that probably wouldn't be a drag race until I think three or five years later. And so like, I mean, it was, crazy that whole bar was just packed just to see the queens and that was the best part like it was wild yeah and you know and it's so crazy because before drag race the really the stars of drag were the pageant girls and so you know it was it was you know the miss continentals the miss usa's the miss nationals you know and so and that's who you were just like oh my gosh they're celebrities and it's just so funny now because it's like these girls will do pageants and you know spend thousands and thousands of dollars to try to win one but they they literally get nothing out of it now because you know it's not like you're getting like any extra bookings it's not anything like that so it literally is kind of it's really all around the drag race or mm-hmm. you know, like people that do things like you guys like podcasts or you know youtube kind of uh mm-hmm. personalities but i mean you know it's just the evolution of everything yeah everything yeah. changes um have you done a lot of pageants um i haven't actually done a ton of pageants but i mean i, I i've done well i've done you know several i guess mm-hmm. Um, but not a crazy amount. Um, I've done Continental. I've ma- I made finals the two times I went. Ooh, um, yeah, made the top, the top of Continental. And so that was a big thing. Um, and then I've won like, you know, Miss Orlando, a couple, you know, Miss Gay Prides. Um, I did do Miss National back in its heyday. Um, and I got like Miss National Most Beautiful. So that was really cool. And you went Ooh. on like a Miss National, uh, Miss National Most Beautiful tour. So it was like the Miss National and then Miss National most beautiful at large. The two of us kind of did a tour of the cities and, and then back then too, continental, if you may talk 10, you would do like an 11 day continental tour. And so that was really neat doing it. So it's things like that. And they don't even do that stuff anymore. So, um, but yeah. 
I never, I never loved the pageants, mm-hmm. you know, because you kind of got to play the game a lot of times, and I'm just not a game player, <laughs> um, you know. So, but yeah, I did a little bit. That's fun. Now, uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Brooklyn was Miss Continental, right? She was. I think she won in 2014. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, because I feel like that was probably the last round of like knowing the winners and top fives and tens and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, I don't hear anyone talk about them anymore. You know, maybe, maybe one or two quick sentences about it. And then, you know, don't hear anything else about it. Yeah. I mean, it really, really was probably around maybe 2010, Mm -hmm. I guess really where it's like, I don't even know who won a pageant probably after 2010. You know, I know that Ivy won something. (laughs) But so, you know, she was Miss Continental. And so I had booked her um, at play. And then when she came, I, I had seen her like, you know, in, in uh, video, but I had not seen her perform, perform. And mm-hmm. I watched her and then I called Joey from the dressing room. And I said, you need to come to the bar tomorrow and you need to hire Brooklyn now. Uh, oh, wow. and he, sure did. he came the very next day and then we got that in motion because i was like oh my god we've got to hire her yeah but she's she, killer she was in canada so we had to do a whole bunch of paperwork to get her into the country to work oh wow um, oh, because we got her on like a work visa and then when she was here after i think a year then she hired a lawyer and then she got um like a, an actual um like a whatever a two-year thing oh wow that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. She um, may be a guest coming up. So we're really excited about that. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think she's kind of stuck here in Nashville right now. I think. Yeah. yeah. She posted something about Jenny's ice cream the other day and then they retweeted and she was just like, I don't know. It's like, girl, give them what they want. Like, I told her, I said, I'm so glad that you were actually stuck in Nashville for her cat's sake. Her cats. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the bitch never gets to see them. So at least, you know, she's getting like all of this time uh, with her cats. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Didi, do you have pets? I don't anymore. I had two cats and I had them for 19 years. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, a long time. Yeah. So I got them when they um, were just, you know, a few weeks old. Aww. And then um, I, and, and one passed um, about two years ago. And then uh, a few months later, the other one passed. So Aww, sorry. Like, you know, I know. You know, um, they were my babies, but... You know, I, I've not gotten another animal because whew, it's a yeah. lot. It's yeah. a lot to recover from. Oh yeah. Well, Mike has five. If you ever need to babysit one, just to fill something. Clearly, <laughs> has a couple cats, and one is she just does not like, and she's always trying to give it to me, and I'm like, oh my no, God. girl, no, no, no. <laughs> Well, if you ever change your tune and want a three-year-old Australian Shepherd, I have one, and he is <laughs> welcome to come stay at your house anytime. <laughs> well, oh you know, there is this um, um, senior dog um, sanctuary in Mount Juliet, and I follow them in, on social media. Um, it's like old friends. Uh, sanctuary anyway um, I think if I ever do decide to get an animal I will foster one from there because what they do is 
they go into pounds and shelters and they, they'll take um, dogs that are 10 years and older. So they've got to be seniors, 10 years or older, and they bring them to their um, sanctuary. And then when you foster it, then they go and they get another dog to replace it. So when you when you foster one of their animals, then they'll go to a pound and then they'll get another senior dog. Oh my Aww. God, that's adorable. Yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I love old and, dogs. <laughs> and because um, senior dogs, you know, require a lot of like um, checkup surgeries, things like that, that can mm-hmm. be expensive. They actually have, you always take the dog back because they have a vet on staff to do all of the procedures because, you know, they do it like oh, pro wow. bono or whatever. So... Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to get that information and we're going to post that. Maybe we can do something with them, Mike. I would love that. That would be fun. Um, Back Uh, to, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, what brought you to Nashville? Just to pivot back to you. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. I I can get like on a thousand different subjects. Oh no. We Um, totally tangent everywhere. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, see, cause you know, I think when you talk about yourself, it's just like, well, I know my story and it's boring. So <laughs> um, mm-hmm. anyway, um, yeah, so I was living in Florida and I had been doing shows there probably almost 10 years, about nine years. And um, they had a spot that opened up here at play. And I had mm-hmm. already been booking on and off at play for a couple years because I would always like do, I would go on the road maybe for two weeks and I would hit like from Florida, a couple cities in Alabama. And then I would mm-hmm. come up and do like Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga. And then I'd go see my parents for like three or four or five days. So okay. I had already been booking there, but then they got a spot come up that came open. Austria Andrews uh, mm-hmm. wasn't going to be there anymore. And so they wanted another trans entertainer because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, they like to have a d- diverse cast. Right. And so um, Carmela Marcella Garcia had moved up here from Florida about two years prior to that, but she wasn't a full-time playmate. And so when the spot came open, he called Joey called Carmela and said, Hey, I really want to get another trans entertainer to fill the spot. And Carmela was like, Oh, I have just the girl for you. <laughs> and so um, then Carmela called me and asked me if I'd be open to relocating. And I really kind of wasn't uh, open-minded about it at first, but mm-hmm. she kind of kept, kept after me and then Joey called and I said, well, look, let me come up there a couple times and let's see how it goes. And, um, and yeah, so I just decided, Hey, I'm going to take the leap of faith and I'm going to come up here. So about, you know, maybe nine months of like booking quite frequently, I moved up here. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in 2009. So I've been here since 2009. Nice. Do you love the city? I love Nashville. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I love it. Now, let me say, when I moved here in 09, because it was February of 09, Nashville wasn't what it was now. Oh, you no. know? No, um, and I think I had been in Florida for so long that I missed the beach, I missed the weather. And Florida was like the wild, wild west of drag. Like, you, <laughs> there was no rules. I mean, you could do anything. You could wear, not wear anything. I mean, it was just, it was a nonstop party. And here, there's so many laws. It's not a play dance bar thing. I mean, it's literally like Tennessee state laws. Right. Um, And I just didn't want, and and I also was like a stripper back then. I mean, I 
with pasties, thoughts, oh. all of that. And I thought, oh my gosh. Um, but Carmela was like, oh, it'll do you good, you know, to kind of change and have to do something <laughs> Clean up your act, <laughs> young lady. Clean up your act, young lady, kind of thing. Um, and so anyway, but but getting back to Nashville. So that first year I did, I hated Nashville, honestly, because I, I just miss Florida. I miss my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carmela was like, I hated it too when I moved back. She said, give it a year. She said, I promise at a year you're going to love it. And so Carmela was never wrong about anything. And true, right at a year, something magically happened. And I was like, oh, I love Nashville. Yeah. And I, I just, I would never leave Nashville. I mean, it didn't have anything to do with drag. I just love the city. I would never want to leave Nashville. I honestly, like growing up here, I think that's probably why I've never left too. Because there's just something really great about it. Also, like it's changed so much, you know, it's like a different city. Than it was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you grew up here, I mean, yeah, the nineties or early two thousands, I mean, I'm sure it is just nothing like, Oh, I mean, the skyline looks like a completely different uh, like city. The tallest building for the longest time was the Sheraton hotel or the LNC (laughs) tower. And now it's like, well, those are tiny. Those are nothing now. I mean, I, it's crazy to me. It's, I love Nashville. It's just the best. Yeah, there's something to do almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Every concert or Broadway show or anything that tours comes right through here. And we've yep. got just direct flights in almost anywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I love a good old direct flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that layover shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. and, unless you get a layover in Denver. Now, I'll lay over in Denver, Colorado anytime because, mm-hmm. you know, just... Oh, the men are so fine at oh. the airport every time. Girl, I'll tell you what, those men in Chicago are just as fine. Like the yeah, they corn, are. corn-fed, cheesy men. Oh, they're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I have a couple questions about uh about your drag life. Um as well. I mean, just to kind of continue on, but sure. um, what is the craziest thing you've seen queens do to each other in the dressing room because i know sometimes bitches are shady what's something that you were just like what the fuck (laughs) oh i mean there's just all kinds of things like well i mean of course i never saw this but when i okay you got to understand when i started the queens that were the season queens had been doing shows back in like the 70s and 80s, right? Playing with LPs. Well, no, I mean, so like when I started, I mean, as a matter of fact, I was cleaning out the garage. Like I said, I actually have a box of records and from one of the records slipped out, it was a show lineup from 1999. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was was a show lineup from 1999. And so one of the girls on cast was a queen named Daisy Dalton. She did shows in the seventies and eighties. Well, she was still turned in her music on records, you know, like they, they still had like records even in the show bars. Um, and so it would have like what, what, like side A of her record, you know? And I thought, <laughs> oh, oh my God. gosh. Yeah. But anyway, where I was going with the crazy thing was, um, you know, she would always tell stories of, you know, especially in pageants, they would, um, like, if they had a girl in a pageant they did not like, they would take a mirror or glass and they would bust it up. Yeah. And then they would put it in the girl's face powder. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 
So when they put their powder puff in the face puff, well, then she couldn't finish. The, she couldn't finish the pageant because she cut her face up. <laughs> God, face in half. So yeah. So of course that's stuff I heard about. Um, but things that I've seen. I mean, I've seen full out brawls, honey. I mean, when I lived in Florida, I have to cop to it. I actually got in a. Bra. <laughs> I knew you were scrappy. <laughs> yeah. So um it was a girl that I was on cast with, and we had like it had been brewing for a minute, and then she just said something that just sent me over the edge, and I started coming across the dressing room, and it just was not acute. I'm not proud of that. I mean, I was young too at that time. Um, but so, but yeah, fights, arguments, all kinds of crazy things. I, 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 thankfully I kind of keep, try to be nice. And so I don't ever really get into arguments anyway, but I do enjoy watching other bitches fight. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's talking about Carmela again. You know, when I would go to Southern Nights in Orlando, it was Danielle Hunter and Cezanne were on cast with Carmela. And Carmela would get so full. I mean, oh my gosh, it was so funny. She would get so full. And then then every time when she got bored, she would say something that she knew Cezanne and Danielle would get in a thought about. <laughs> and so she would just, when Carmela got bored, she would just say whatever, whatever the topic was at the time, because it was always something different. And she would say it and then I mean, instantly, Cezanne and Danielle, boom, they would get in it. And I just would kind of, I mean, scream and yell, and I'd kind of look over, and Carmela would have the biggest smile on her face, (laughs) and she would pull this big wooden spoon. I mean, it was a huge wooden spoon out, and she would, like, start, you know, like, she would Darren and I and I would just caught my head and I was Carmela, you were so wrong. <laughs> I, Carmel, like I wish more people could have seen how amazing she was because that bitch was funny. funny. Oh Lord, yeah. so funny. Yes. Oh my god. I've I've always been on a cast, like I said. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've you know when you're on a cast, you work with the same set of girls. You know, like I said, three, four, five nights a week. So I mean after 10 years or you know however long it is there's bound to be arguments and fights and you know, oh yeah i mean it's you're all we're all going through something and then you know it does it just takes one bitch to say the wrong thing like always yeah. but i have um, to say i mean at play ever since 2013 mm-hmm. um it has just been absolutely amazing like there's not been hardly any arguments and, you know, and there, I mean, little tiny arguments, but there's never, there's never any fighting. There's never like world war or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. for the last, you know, eight years, it's been like crazy. It's been wonderful. It's been, I, I, I enjoy that. There's not a lot of drama back there. I mean, people are going to, it's somebody's going to get bored and somebody's going to start some shit, but for the most part, everyone's pretty respectful of everyone else's belongings and nobody puts their hands on each other, which is no. great. And, yeah. um, I love it. I'm all about it. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's a couple of them I'd like to shove my fist in their face, but I'm not going to oh do that. <laughs> right. right. Always. That's always going to happen. And I know a lot of people want to shove my fist in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, God. What would you say inspires your drag, Didi? 
Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I just, I think that my inspiration, I've just always kind of crafted myself. Um, like, I don't know, you, back in the day, you always were told to like, you're a product, right? You're trying to push mm -hmm. your, your product. And so, you know, we would always come up with kind of who we were. So my drag persona was just always like a Barbie doll. You know, I'm always a girl. I'm always a woman, you know, kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I, I just got really, I think, extreme, like, uh, like feminine drag, you know, mm -hmm. I just, I like mm -hmm. anything that is like flowy, anything girly, like, so I would say, you know, Barbie, Dolly Parton, just those kind of things are just like my inspiration for my drag. I, I, I told Mike before you got on, I was like, I bet she's sitting at home in like an ostrich feather robe, just chilling. <laughs> yeah, everybody says, I've, I've had people tell me, they're like, I bet you have like your hair in curlers and you're like eating bonbons. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I've done good creating that like little character absolutely <laughs> but, but like uh, no, i think I'm it would be so funny like if in reality you're just like working on a truck or something oh in your God, garage all day I mean, <laughs> honestly i mean really what you see is honestly what you get you know because there's really no difference between dd and deception like mm -hmm. you know there's really not many you know much difference um so now i i am myself you know but but you know i'm in my everyday life i'm very you know down to earth you know Mm -hmm. I, I just do normal things. Um, but now I will, you know, I wear heels a lot of times during the daytime going shopping or something like that. So, you know, but, but I'm also very casual too. So. There's something about, I don't know for me, like once I put the shoe on like the heel, I feel very like, Oh, here it comes. Like, yeah, that's, that's when I feel it. But if I'm like just hanging out at home and like, eh, whatever farts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, well, you know what it is about the heel the heel changes your posture oh yeah so you know when you put the heel on i mean it just it just changes your posture which just totally changes you know the way mm -hmm. you carry yourself um mm -hmm. and so you know when i lived in florida we always wore heels 24 7 you know so in the daytime you know you wore like a three-inch strappy sandal you know, that's just yeah. what I did going to the grocery store, or anything. Well, when I moved here, girls here don't do that. They wear ballet flats, you know, mm -hmm. or boots. So then I had to adjust to that because yeah. being trans too in the daytime, you want to try to blend a little bit, you know. Have you I mean, ever I, been I out because I'll, I'll, I have pink lipstick on and <laughs> or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been like, worried or scared in Nashville to go out and just blend into public or are you just like, fuck it, who cares? I don't, you know, I'm yeah, not worried. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think I heard, we call it getting clocked. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you know, you're getting clocked. Um, I really don't get clocked very often. I mean, you know, when you're getting clocked because people, even if they think that they're trying to be inconspicuous about it, they're not. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, I was always like, oh, they're, you know, seeing the monkey at the zoo or something like that. Um, so um, I, I, it's maybe happened just once or twice where I've been like, oh, yeah, somebody. But it, and you, usually it's a gay guy. A gay oh. guy will be the one to do the clocking quicker than anything. Because let's be honest, straight guys are dumb and they just will not know. You know? They sure are. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, no. And, and I'm little, you know, I'm, I'm like 
five, four and a half, maybe five, five on a good day, flat barefooted. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm little, so I, I just kind of blend in. I love it. And you're right. Straight guys are the dumbest. Yeah. <laughs> especially, especially if you have a decent size rack, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's all they care about. They just want yeah. to see what's, you know, what's going on here. <laughs> what would you say are your like biggest changes between doing drag pre-transition and then post-transition or were you there was never really a pre I don't know yeah I mean so it's really weird because like I said everything happened really fast I mean I was already transitioning at 18 when I started doing drag oh, okay you know I was in that half transitioning half not kind of thing you mm. know um so I mean maybe the first four, five, six months of drag, I wore pads, you know, mm -hmm. um, but then after that, I didn't need to wear pads anymore, you know, partially because of hormones, but then I got, you know, I got the good, good pumped in. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I really only wore pads for a very short amount of time. Um, so yeah, I mean, what, um, what do you think nowadays like that you see queens that are either transitioning or not, or, you know, like me that wear pads, what is something that bothers you or not bothers you, but like irritates you about queens that don't wear pads, like, or don't do the whole effort? Well, you know, see, I mean, that, that's kind of tricky because at first, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, every queen, you know, that doesn't mm -hmm. have a body needs to wear pads, you know. But now, as in the last few years especially, there's just all different types of drag out there. Mm -hmm. And so some people don't, some queens don't need to wear pads, even if they don't have body, because it's that's their drag. Right. You know? But now what kills me is though, if you don't have body and you're not wearing pads, but you are trying to be, you know, fishy, like, you know, you're trying to be yeah. like, you know, yeah, like you're trying to pull it off. Yeah, you're trying to pull it off. And it's like, no, you need to wear pads at that point. But if you're kind of more club kitty or more androgynous, something like that, then it doesn't bother me at all. But now if I see you up there and you don't have body, you don't wear pads, but you're trying to sling your hair around, you're rolling around the floor like a stripper. <laughs> it's like, no, mama, go put on pads. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like I've, everyone's drag is valid, but like, if you're going to do it, do it, you know, like if you're going to, if you're going to put the effort in and you're not going to wear pads, at least wear something that is going to accentuate the body that you do have. Like don't yeah. try to wear a mini dress. That's like skin tight yeah. and you're shaped like a busted can of biscuits. Like it just, yeah. it's not appealing in any way. <laughs> no. So, um, so, but you know, I think if you are going to wear pads though, it's just making sure that you don't, if, if you're wearing like control top pantyhose, mm -hmm. you know, then wear something that comes below the control top line, you know, like the, I can't stand to see that, like the control top line. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, for God's sakes, always wear a panty. Yes. Oh it, my God. It please, makes me crazy. <laughs> please put a panty on. I, I know personally, like, I wear a panty because it makes me feel more secure. Like it makes me feel like my pads are going to stay up you know, oh, okay. instead of shifting, shifting around, but also because I do sit on a stool sometimes for game night. Like if I wear a dress, I'm like, I really don't want anyone to be like, Oh, look, <laughs> there's that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just want to yeah. do the whole thing. I'm always That's like, 
and if and you just never know when like your underneath is going to show, you know, yeah. like, because and so like, you know, being in like a show, it's kind of fast moving. And so like as if Princess and I have to rush out to MC or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and it's just and I'm just really rushed and then I'll be going out on stage and I'll have the thought process like <gasps> Did I put a panty on? You know, <laughs> and so for the first few seconds, I'm like thinking in my mind, "Oh my gosh, am I wearing a panty?" Because I always wear like you know, like a cocktail dress or something. Yeah, so I just and yeah. So that's always like the first thing on my mind. Like, oh my god, I hope I'm wearing a panty, and I always am. But I think it's one of those things. Like when you're a kid, your mom, my mom always told me to put clean underwear on. Like you know, when oh. you leave the house, <laughs> <laughs> not not that we were dirty, but like when you leave the house, because you never know what's going to happen. So right. like to me i think well i'm gonna wear this panty because i don't want anyone to see my my between me down there yeah <laughs> i feel yeah. like it also kind of completes the fantasy like ooh, yeah i don't know right. totally to write mm. so I, I think, you know, that would probably be you know my biggest thing i mean as far as the physical but it's when people especially very very new to drag and they just feel like they are the bomb.com, you know, and they oh, really, wow. that that's, you know, the other thing. Yeah. I love that. Do you, so you guys host like a, um, an open stage every other week. Do you yes. ever like take people under your wing and try to say something? Or do you, at this point, you're just like, they're just making their own mistakes. Bye. <laughs> no, I tell you. Um, so the thing is, and I, I witnessed it more, I'm an observer. Like I observe first always. And so Sundays is really princess's night. So I'd never want to encroach on her territory or, you know, her show or anything like that. But I did, I mean, in the beginning, princess honestly would really, really try, you know, and she, you know, she would try to give them pointers or this or that. And it would just always just get blown up in her face. It just mm-hmm. always, it would just never end very well. And so she just kind of quit altogether trying to give the pointers or advice or anything. So I, I, I learned just from watching that. And that's to say it's not every single, open stage or entertainer but it's just always it, it can take one or two to kind of then make somebody be like okay well then let them find their way kind of thing right. so and you got to remember i mean this open stage and all that it's been going on for years and years so i mean right. i'm definitely not talking about anybody in particular probably anybody that's even still in town doing it you know mm-hmm. so um so by no fault of any of the current open stagers or people that we have's fault it's just you know, kind of what happened. There's always, yeah. there's always somebody going to ruin it for the rest of us. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But now I have had some come up and ask me certain things on Sunday nights. And I, I most certainly will definitely tell them any kind of tips, tricks of mm-hmm. the trade that I can. It's just, I don't want to ever go up to somebody and then, Hey girl, well, this is what you should do. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if somebody comes, Hey, can you help me with this? Or what do you think about that? Oh, I'll certainly, you know, help or give my two cents for sure. I love that. That's always, I, you've done that for me a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's play Q and gay, Mike, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Did you have any more what? questions? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> No, I mean, I could keep talking for hours, but... Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm the same way. That's why, I, like, I literally was just sitting there, like, I'm just, like, daydreaming while you're talking. Like, 
She's just so great. Oh, uh, whatever. Okay. All right. So, Mike, are you ready? We're going to do it on three. Okay. One, two. Q and gay. Q and gay <sighs> with Mike and Trey. God damn it. Every time. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Take two. <laughs> we'll never get it right. <laughs> okay. So, Dee, Dee these are ridiculous questions. You can take them as seriously as you want to. Um but they're just stupid questions that we ask every guest just for fun. Okay. So okay. we're going to start with my favorite question. What is a song that you never want to hear again? Oh God. There's, <laughs> Oh gosh. There's so many. I'm trying to think. <laughs> That's why it's my favorite question. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so many. I tell you, okay, well this really is like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind hearing it now because it's been so long since I've heard it, but this is back in like the deranged era of play. <laughs> you know, if I never heard, uh, what is it that Yolanda Adams remake that you can fuck oh me from? God. God. If I never heard that at that time, because Drains <laughs> did it so much, I was like, oh my gosh. But so now it's not too bad when she does it. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, it's it's a song from that Aurora would do. Oh my gosh. Uh, let me think of what it is. Oh God. Is it All I Want for Christmas is You? <laughs> no, I love that one. I actually love that one. Um I don't know. There was a couple songs that Aurora would do and she would do them on Wednesday nights primarily, like in the second show on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't think of the names of it. So yeah, that's not a good one for me. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'll go with the deranged song. Cause yeah, the deranged I, one. I, I never hear that song again still. I'm fine with Oh it. my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. What was a toy that you got wanted as a child, but you never got? The one thing that I never got as a child, okay, I'll give it to my parents that they gave me anytime I wanted a Barbie, a My Little Pony, mm-hmm. I got all of that stuff, like all, you know, all of the dolls and things like that. I even had wow. like the cabbage, I even had the Cabbage Patch Kid stroller and like high chair. Yeah. But the one thing that I wanted that I never got, I wanted the Barbie dream house. And I oh. never, I never was gifted the Barbie dream house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have your own commodity now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so that's the one toy, a Barbie dream house. Okay. I'll I tell you what my favorite toy was though. What? It was the make it and bake it oven. Oh, is that like the easy bake it's oven? The easy bake oven. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, that, I- the light bulb cooking. The light bulb <laughs> cooking machine. I, that was my best Christmas ever. I'll never forget I, I'm unwrapping the easy bake oven. Oh, that's cute. I love that. <laughs> that's <laughs> We've had that one answered a couple times, Mike. Oh, have you really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, we, you know what? Maybe one day Easy Bake Oven will sponsor us and we'll get everyone one. Maybe. Yeah. I want to know what other queen got that for a gift. Um, Adam Franklin. Adam Franklin. And then who else? Somebody else got that one, too. That is so funny. I'll have to go back and listen. Um, yeah. What is a makeup product that you cannot live without? Okay, well, this is funny because... Clay just posted like a Q&A of me today. And so I just listened to it. This was one of their questions, actually. Um, 
So at first I said, you know, like lip gloss or like liquid eyeliner. I couldn't live without those. But then I caught myself. The one makeup that I could not live without is just foundation. Like, because I would look like Casper the Friendly Ghost <laughs> if I did not have foundation on. So I could not survive without foundation. Like, being a blonde, like, my eyebrows and my eyelashes are blonde. So I have, like, no color in my face when I don't have makeup on. So, absolutely, foundation. Okay. I love that. Um well, that was... I have really questions, good. Tracy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that was really quick. Okay. <laughs> Tracy thinks it's her show. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, My name's okay, so, in it somewhere. <laughs> would you rather uh, an ex-lover make a movie or an album about you? Ooh, that's a good one, Mike. I, I would definitely want them to make an album about me because the thing is, see, songs live forever. I mean, movies do too, but like a lot of times you're just going to watch a movie once. Mm -hmm. um, but, oh my gosh, you're going to hear that song or songs forever. So oh, yeah. definitely, definitely an album. Okay. I would like to be the one that makes the album about somebody so that every time that bitch heard it, I would be like, <laughs> I don't know. No, I would rather be the one that they make it about because I think about like Uptown Girl, Billy Joe, Uptown Girl. Oh, yeah. That's, that's about Christy Brinkley. And so, you know, she just thinks it's amazing every time. And she was on Dancing with the Stars and she actually danced to Uptown Girl. Oh, wow. Um, so, like that, or like, you know, the songs from the 80s, you know, like Sherry, like, oh, Sherry, like, or Sarah. I want to be Sherry mm. and Sarah having these songs forever. Yeah. I want to be I want to be Eileen. Oh yeah, come on girl. Come on Eileen. <laughs> um speaking of do you watch a lot of movies? I do. I'm a movie fanatic. Okay, perfect. Um what movie did you love that you never want to watch again? Oh my gosh, I never want to watch again. Like you were like one time is enough, like Oh for me, um, we were talking about this last night with Princess, actually. Uh -huh. um, I think it was, I don't I I said, can't remember. I said Wonder Woman. <laughs> the new, like the new Wonder Woman? Yeah, it was so good the first time. Like, I'm just afraid I would nitpick it the second time I watched oh, it. Oh, I've never seen it. I've never seen that one. It was really great. You should definitely yeah, yeah, Okay. Or like um, Schindler's oh, List. I was just going to say Schindler's List probably oh. because, yeah. because I remember I went to the movies to see that and I actually had to go to the bathroom and I got sick. Oh, so, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a very, very important movie, but one time is definitely enough of that. Oh, one. yeah. Yeah. But also, too, I will say... Um, and any, all the girls know this backstage. I still only saw Bambi and Dumbo one time each and it scarred me for life. So I just <laughs> never one time seeing B Bambi and Dumbo is it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Those movies again. I don't need to No, I'm good. That no. uh, Bambi scarred me as a kid too. Yeah. So. I think it is awful. It makes you have separation anxiety. You're going to always yes. have a mother that's going to die. So I know. Yeah. Yeah, Dum Dumbo and Bambi for sure. Um, what was the other one? The Fox and the Hound. Do you remember that? I never that saw that. Was, I love that. that. Messed me up really bad. Wait, what happens? Is one of them uh, don't, they, don't they kill? Yeah. 
they kill the fox or so. I mean, it's they, really uh, no. They, um, I, I, I like, learned my lesson. Yeah, yeah, they grow up as best friends, and one of them has to kill the other one. Yeah, basically, because it's like the hound is chasing the fox for the people because they're like on a fox hunt. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. That is it's not great. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. Oh, I'm so glad I never saw that. See, why do they do that to kids? I don't know. It's supposed <laughs> to teach them about loss, but also, like, they do it in the worst, most horrible oh, ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I have another one, Mike. You ready? Okay. Didi, we're going to play Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, you know what? Because they play this one on um, Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could come up with some shady stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first round is Princess, Vanity, or Brooklyn? <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> Oh my God. Told ya. <laughs> I mean, let me just tell you straight off the gate, I ain't sleeping with none of those bitches. <laughs> I, I, I'm not ever going to sleep with the drag queen. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, so who, no fucking. <laughs> yeah, none of that. Um, I, you know, I would marry Princess, you know, because Princess is my good girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Vanity is my like my drag daughter, so I, I yeah I'm not going to marry her, much less sleep with her. But I love her, so I couldn't kill her. But oh, there's sometimes okay, I'll kill Vanity. <laughs> really twisted. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, of the three, I would probably kill Brooke. And if y'all inter- if y'all interview Brooke, I mean she'll tell you. I mean. You know, we, we kind of got into it a couple little times. Oh. I mean, not, not anything personally, but just, you know, kind of as when it more came to scheduling or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Aurora is the main one. That I would <laughs> for sure, Aurora down. Just still talk. You and Aurora. We actually, we actually do. Um, we've texted several times. Well, especially, you know, we had the tornado. And mm-hmm. she, she texts to check on me on that. And so we, we kept in touch. And then, of course, over um, this pandemic, um, because we actually had her booked and her booking got canceled. Well, she needed us to send her like like proof of her booking um, so she could help get, I guess, like unemployment in, L- in L.A. Oh, yeah. So I had to like send her like some confirmation numbers and things like that. But yeah. And as a matter of fact, she just sent me a Facebook message that was the oh my god the grossest. It was she always sends like this oh really gross porn stuff to me, <laughs> either in a text message or a Facebook message, and it's like gross. And I just always reply with the same thing that like what happened to you in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wasn't it Aurora that decided to mastermind the plan of decorating your dressing room with all porn that one day? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was on stage and when I came out of my number, they had plastered my whole dressing room with tra- it was tranny and granny porn. Oh my God. And I mean, every stitch of my mirror, all of my clothes, my door, just everything was covered in uh, tranny and granny porn. I oh my bet. gosh. The granny porn. Ugh, it's a yes. digest there. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, 
Last I want question. A video of that too. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We need to get her on the show. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you'll have um, to turn on the microphone though, extra high, because she she. Everyone likes to talk. We're always like, "What, girl? <laughs> Speak up, Mama." Uh-huh. Um, all right, so this is a a weird question. <laughs> okay. Would you rather? Oh my god, I know. What have a ch- have a child made of pee, or pee out a child? <laughs> uh, absolutely, a child made out of pee. One hundred percent, a child. Because let's face it, most children are made out of pee anyway. That's yeah. true. So you know the, the the best part of both options is that you get to name them little piss bitch. So oh, okay, oh or, uh-huh, uh-huh, pissy pants. Yeah. <laughs> pissy pants. <laughs> yeah, I love oh that. my god! Oh my gosh! Well, that was Q and Gay with Mike and Trey. Oh <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So let's take a quick break, and then we will come back with the Reddit section. Perfect. Sweet. <laughs> I hate that. I hate everything about that. I know. That's why I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So we have the Reddit section. So let's Reddit. I found a trans related Am I the Asshole? So it'll be interesting to hear your thought process on this, Dee Dee. Um, (laughs) I only briefly read through it, and David or Tracy has not heard this. So here we go. Um, am I the asshole for refusing to give my trans daughter a family heirloom? It sounds awful. So here we go. First thoughts. For, my first thought is fuck that woman. <laughs> fuck that person. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So here's the story. I have three kids, Susan, 17, Jessica, uh, male to female as of four years ago. And Matt, 21. There's a tradition on my side of the family where the oldest daughter in the family gets a beautiful diamond necklace when they turn 18. Okay, so I was having dinner with my family last night when Susan casually um, asked me if she could please wear the necklace to her junior prom. I told her she could and joked that it doesn't matter because in a year it'll be hers anyway. This is where Jessica, the trans daughter, chimed in and said, how come I'm not going to get it? I am the oldest daughter. They made us, this made us all quiet and I didn't really know what to say as I've never really thought about it since I always planned on giving it to Susan. After thinking for a few seconds, I told Jessica that I'd always planned on giving it to Susan and it wouldn't be fair, but since circumstances have changed, I'm willing to go with you to a jewelry store and get you something equally as special. This did not satisfy Jessica and she got progressively ruder. Jessica being rude to me and our fighting led to Susan being transphobic towards Jessica in some remarks and made her cry Um, that I don't wish to repeat. Um, So now he says, I'm at an impasse me. um, I really don't think giving Jessica the necklace is the right thing to do. Am I the asshole? Hmm. I mean, it's really hard because that's like a, I mean, you know, that definitely is a family dynamic, but Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking as a trans individual, yes, I do feel like, you know, I'm assuming it's the mother, um, that, you know, she's the asshole for sure. I mean, you know, um, because 
that is your child. She is your daughter, whether you like it or not. She is now mm-hmm. your daughter. So if you still want her in your life, in the family, then you need to accept that she's your daughter and treat her as the daughter. But see, for me, though, being trans, I, I guess I look at it, too, because I would not tolerate that. So I right. would I would have been like, if that's how you see me, then I don't need, then I guess I'm not a part of your family anymore. And whenever you come to terms with it, you know, so, but I, not everybody, I guess, is like that. But, you know, because I did mm-hmm. kind of separate from my family for a couple years back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. but we're, I mean, we've been like super duper close forever now. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, but anyway, getting back to this in particular, yeah, I do think that the mom is definitely being an asshole. I yeah. agree. I agree. I think, and that's, where, and that's where the mother needs to tell the youngest daughter. You know, she needs to be the mother and tell the youngest daughter. You know, to shape up and that that yeah. is, that is, that is still your sibling. And mm-hmm. so this whole Susan's now transphobic. Well, that that comes you know straight from the parents too. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was going to say like and. The fact that you even included that the sister is now being making transphobic remarks, that's like, what's wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. just, I mean, if, if it means that much to everyone, like, don't give it to any, either one of them. If that's how, if you're having that much of a problem, they're both your daughters. The older daughter deserves it, if that's what we're right. going by. If you don't want to give it to her, then shove it up your ass. Right. Well, my question <laughs> it, for the situation is, so Jessica, the trans daughter, has uh, is already 18. So why did, did she not ask for the necklace? I don't understand that part. Um, maybe, maybe it was never brought out or was it, you know, like floating around or anything like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Cause some people in the comments were like, well, why is she bringing it up now when it's the other, the younger daughter is asking for it. So it was like, I don't know, maybe there's more to the story, but I mean, absolutely. She's your oldest daughter. Give it to her. I yeah. think the right solution is you give it to Jessica and then you want to, because Susan was expecting something, buy her a necklace if she wants something. Right. Offer to buy her the necklace. But the thing is, I don't understand the buying of a necklace because the whole thing of it is that this is a family heirloom. So I'm oh, sure yeah. that there is something else that you could give Susan. It may mm-hmm. not be something that's been passed down for generations, but surely the mom has something from when she was growing up you know like mm-hmm. or start your start a new tradition yeah. like <laughs> that's how i look at that stuff yeah or, or you could i mean have a jeweler break the necklace and make something yeah. new i actually thought about that i actually thought they should split it in two but then i was thinking if it's really been passed down like through generations you know I, I, mm-hmm. i'm sure then there's been other families part of the family that had two daughters so Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know about splitting it, but yeah, I mean, there's got to be more than one person. Like, what if they had twins? What would they have done then? I guess <laughs> the one that came out 30 seconds before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's always Tracy. There's always an oldest twin. There always is an oldest twin. They don't. I guess they don't. I'm. I don't have any siblings. I don't know how that shit works. Oh <laughs> wow, uh, Dee, do you have any siblings? I do. I well, I, I come from a huge family. My mom is the eleventh in her. Oh my family. god! So I was raised with twenty-seven first cousins. 
Um, and so every holiday there was like legit 75 to a hundred people there constantly. Um, probably throughout the day it was more like 150, you know, but generally there was usually like 75 always, you know, at one time. Um, and I thought that that was normal. Um, I, I just realized though, when I became like an adult that everybody's family's not like that. Um, <laughs> but I personally just have one brother, um, okay. and he is a Southern Baptist missionary. So my parents had two sons in quotation marks that are completely different because you have the oldest son who is a Southern Baptist missionary. And then now I am their trans daughter. So um, <laughs> we are definitely oh. opposite. Polar opposites. I love, I love that. That's a fun family dynamic though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that y'all had to take a school bus anywhere <laughs> with 27 <laughs> first cousins. It was crazy. Good. I know Heaven. the front yard was always like a parking lot at Christmas or Easter or something. You oh, know, I imagine. Yeah. You know, I, my family, I have one cousin who's 20, 23 and married. So I don't have anything in common with him and we don't see each other. So like our family tradition, our holidays are very like, you know, here and there I'm home by five. Like I, the fact of like 75 people being in my home would make me bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would lose my mind. <laughs> I couldn't imagine just having one cousin. Oh no. Oh, my, yeah. my mom is one of seven. And my dad's one of five. So okay. I have a huge family. Yeah. yeah. My dad, my dad has two siblings and my mom doesn't have any, my mom's an only child as well. So oh, wow. yeah, we don't, <laughs> the bloodline ends with me. Oh man. <laughs> Who's going to carry on the name? <laughs> Actually, no, my, my uncle has, my uncle has 10 kids. So I don't know them. I don't have anything to do with them. So, so you do have more than one cousin. It's just, you I don't do. Yeah. Yeah. And they are like, they're like super doomsday preppery. Oh yeah. They're like, they're all of their names start with J. Oh <laughs> yeah. They're crazy. So we just, I don't count them. <laughs> they don't count in my book. That is so funny. Family, yeah. Families are family. It's always a, it's an interesting dynamic in families. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's always interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think that does it for us. So we've been yeah. asking you all these questions. Do you have any questions for us? Oh my goodness. You don't have to. I just want to give you the opportunity. I love it. Well, um, so I guess Mike, was the podcast really your brainchild? I mean, is this kind of like your wheelhouse and then you roped in the loud mouth? Um, no, actually we were hanging. I was hanging out backstage one night at like tribe and we were like, we should, we should do something. We should record this. And cause we just, you know, kick it up and have fun together. So we were like, someone will listen to this. <laughs> that was the most Midwestern thing I've ever heard you say. Some, we're just like, kick it up. <laughs> we just so kick sorry. it up outside, out back. It's a good time. <laughs> so it was, it was a collaboration. Yeah. Okay. How long have y'all been friends? Two, two years. Two years? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's relatively new friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, we're still at, learning. Yeah. <laughs> We met after I got divorced when I oh. came out. So, oh wait, divorced from like a a woman. Yeah, I was married to a woman. Oh yeah. <gasps> oh, how long were you married? Seven years. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but you always knew you just like. Oh, yeah. I, I knew. I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself just, to come out. Yeah. I just yeah. Couldn't. My, mom, my mom was always like, well, why? Why didn't you? I was like, I couldn't. I didn't feel like I could. And then, of course, when I came out, everyone was supportive. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, you know, pe- people can people can surprise you. Um, mm-hmm. You just never know until until you just do it. Yeah, I um, didn't. I thankfully, you know, I didn't have to come out or anything. But even the, even when I did like come out, people would be like, "Yeah, we knew." And I was just like, yeah. "Oh, okay. Well, fuck you guys." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've always had that voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Oh no! Yeah, no. I think that was probably the first telltale giveaway. <laughs> oh, girl, yeah, absolutely. My mom told me she when I told when I came out to my mom, she goes, "What the fuck is new?" <laughs> like, oh, oh okay. I, how, well, we didn't ask you. How was coming out for you? Like, what was that? Did you come out? as gay or did you say just like fully trans? Like how does that work for you? Or how did yeah, that work? So I had a boyfriend. Um, well, I mean, I actually had a boyfriend in high school, but that was like definitely like on the low, low. Mm-hmm. So only like two of my really good friends knew about that boyfriend. Uh, but now, you know, now my parents, you know, they're like, okay, so you dated him, you know, it's like, <laughs> connecting the dots. Um, <laughs> so, but when I turned 18 and I had, moved out, I was going to college. I had a boyfriend and, um, I did tell my parents, you know, Hey, you know, I'm gay. This is my boyfriend, but I was already transitioning, but it's kind of one of those things that you, you know, I, I, if I Hey, I'm a girl kind of thing without doing the gay in quotation marks first, that's a lot mm-hmm. to process. So it mm-hmm. kind of was like a stepping, it was like a stepping thing. Um, so I said, you know, Hey, you know, I'm gay, whatever. And it just did not go well at all. So, so we, I really didn't see my family very much. And and, and during that time I moved to Florida. So there was kind of some distance. And so, but then of course I was definitely a girl, you know, a few months into it. I mean, I had like boobs that you just could not hide it. So, um, a year and a half into it, I wrote just a long letter you know, saying about I've always my earliest memory from the time I was, you know, three, I thought I was a little girl, you know, just the whole story. And I enclosed pictures of me like daytime pictures, you know, at the, mm-hmm. zoo, you know, here, there, whatever. And I sent it. Well, I didn't hear from my parents. And I thought, oh, well, that's it. I'll never hear from them again. And about a month later, they called and they said, well, we just want to apologize for not calling before now. It was a lot to digest. You know, we had to get our thoughts together. But um, and they said, we're so glad you sent us pictures because they were like, you most certainly definitely are a woman. Like there is no question about it that you are a woman. Um, and so that was it. And it's just been that's great. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I have a question about the right vernacular, I guess, for trans. So when you like say female to male or male to female, whatever, um, would you still consider yourself gay? Because do you I, do you date men and women, or I don't? It's too, if it's too no, much, you don't have to so answer. That's, but. that's why I was saying gay in quotations because okay. I've I've never felt that I was gay um, mm-hmm. because, like I said, 
my earliest memory at three, I thought that I, I mean, I thought I was a little girl and, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I just always thought I was a little girl and it probably wasn't until I was maybe five or six that I guess I realized it just in my mind, like, oh my goodness, wait, I, I guess I, I'm not a girl, you know, uh, mm. I have different parts, you know, um, but I would always pray. I remember as a kid, every night going to bed, I would pray to God, please let me wake up a girl. Please let me wake up mm. a girl. Um, so I just always thought of myself as a girl. So mm. I've, I've never in my mind been a boy. And again, because I did transition so early, I've never lived as a boy, really. Um, Because, you know, when you're in junior high, high school, especially like in the 90s, it was very, it was kind of androgynous then, CK1, all of that stuff. So in my mind, I've always been a girl, thought I was a girl. And then, you know, like I said, in junior high, high school, I I mean, everybody thought that I was a girl. Um, I actually went to a, a pretty big high school and I was an office aide for one of the periods and I would go into classes and I would have some of my girlfriends be like, oh my gosh, you came in and somebody said, oh, who is she? She's really cute. You know, yeah. yeah, So I've always been mistaken for a girl. So I've never lived life as a guy. So because then 18, I started, I was on hormones. I, you know, was a woman full time. So I've just Mm -hmm. never been a guy. So, um, and it's funny because I'll ask my gay guy friends like Kyle, if he's going out on a date with a guy, you know, I don't anymore because I guess now I get it. But for a long time, I would be like, oh, so like who pays when you go out? Like, <laughs> you know, because I, I never experienced that because I was always the girl. And right. um, so, yeah. So uh, for me, I don't feel that I'm gay or I ever was gay. Um, mm-hmm. And I've only been attracted to guys. You know, I guess I'm a, a straight girl. I've, I've just never dated a woman or a girl or anything. So, um, so for me, you know, it's always, I feel like I'm a straight girl yeah. and I'm definitely a she, so I'm, I'm, I'm not an A or an M or, you know, whatever. That is a woman from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah. I That's think a good question, Mike. I feel like a lot of, like, I didn't even, I haven't even thought about that, but that's a good thing. I'm sure some of our listeners need to. I'm, we're curious about the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Look at you doing a good job. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny because like y'all said, I'm, I'm the first trans person you've had on your show because mm-hmm. I think, you know, really dra- see back in the nineties, it was all about trans uh, entertainers, you know, that was mm-hmm. kind of the big thing. And so now it's transitioned more back to drag is the thing that is the, the main thing because of drag race. So I think a lot of people don't really see trans people or, and so you're not familiar with it really. Yeah, absolutely. With that, they're not, they know it exists, but they they don't get to see it uh, as we have seen it for a long time. As yeah. that it's no different than you know somebody else getting up there and doing it. Like I just that's my biggest thing is like just whoever wants to do it if they're ballsy enough to get up there and feel vulnerable in front of you know a hundred people or whatever, let them do it. Why can't they do it? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate yeah. it. No, um, I know. Good. I told you you'd have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
If people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Um, well, I, the best place really is just Instagram. Um, so it's, it's just under my name, Dee Dee Renner. Um, mm-hmm. so that's my Instagram. I do have Facebook, but it's kind of a closed Facebook. Um, I, I actually, I got followed home from the bar. Um, oh, no. yeah, this is, I mean, several years ago and I had like my Facebook, I didn't have it set to private and I basically just accepted everybody. And, um, then one night I got followed home from the bar to where I had to actually call 911 and it was, it's, it terrified me. Um, and I immediately like shut my Facebook down and then I restarted my Facebook, but it's closed and it's only like people that I actually know. Right. Um, so Facebook's really not a great one. I do have a deception Facebook page that anybody can like, I guess, follow, but I don't Facebook anymore, really. Um, so <laughs> yeah. really, it's probably just, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you find you on Instagram. My Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any like digital shows or anything that you're going to be doing recently? Anything you want to plug? No, I mean, you know, just keep a watch out on Play's Instagram um, because we did, the Playmates, we did um, several different kinds of content for people to watch mm-hmm. over quarantine. Uh, like I said, they have actually my question and answer thing is, uh, got posted a little bit ago. Um, okay. And then, um, you know, we just have several different things that are on the pipeline. They're kind of leaking them out like maybe once a week or so. Like Princess just did mm-hmm. a question, question and answer about a week ago that got posted. And Princess and I actually spent five hours yesterday filming um, some DP house party content. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I know Princess is wanting to actually do, I think, a digital DP house party show. Um, so she talked to me about that. Um, and her, her and I probably won't perform, but we're going to like MC it. Um, so awesome. yeah, I'll do that with her. I'm just not down to entertain like digitally because I've just seen so much bad living room drag yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like i just can't i can't because people already come for me a little bit like oh all she does is spin and i'm like yeah i know that's all i do is spin so i'm just not going to give them any more ammo to like them be spinning in my living room Fabulous. But I'll you'll, knock, you'll knock over your dollhouse furniture. Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, I bet I'll MC the show with a princess. But so basically, yeah, just keep a watch out on Play's Instagram because there's a cool. bunch of stuff um, that we've got coming. So, and the awesome. longer this stuff goes out or goes along this quarantine, um, we'll probably uh, get together a little bit more and, you know, produce some more stuff out there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. I'm excited. Yeah. I know. I'm excited to get back to work. Oh my god, I cannot fucking. When I me. when I saw Princess yesterday, it was the first time in five weeks we had seen each other. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah, so we were just like we could not shut up in our dressing rooms when we were like talking. We were like, oh my gosh. So it was really good. I will say the weirdest thing about this whole quarantine for me, like I didn't realize how much I actually enjoy being around other people. Like I. You know, I'm a I work all the time and I so like I don't go out very often, but like when I do now, like I'm gonna go out, I'm not gonna complain about being tired ever again or being bored at home. I'm not, well, I'm not that's, gonna do that's, it. that's nice to say, but humans are creatures of habits and you will oh, yeah. you will bitch again, trust me. <laughs> you will bitch again. 
Yeah, I bitched. I bitched earlier. It's fine. No, I said, um, I said, you know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm fine all day long. I, mm-hmm. I, I start getting a little antsy about maybe seven, eight o'clock, and then, mm-hmm. and then maybe by like, oh, you know, eleven o'clock, I, I, the antsiness goes away. And I was talking to some friends about it, and they were like. Well, the reason why you're probably okay all day is because you're you because I live alone. I've always lived alone, and they said, and then you get antsy around seven because you go into the into work at seven four nights yeah. a week. And I didn't yeah. think about it, and I was like, oh, that's why I get antsy seven, eight, nine o'clock because I'm usually around people by that point, and mm-hmm. you know, with the girls backstage and then performing, and so it's just habits, I guess. Your body's just used to it. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh- my my body's like mm, cheese in bed. Let's enjoy that. For That's a my favorite <laughs> food. It's cheese. Oh, I love it. I know. Well, Didi, I can't tell you how much we are so happy that you did our show with us. Um, well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime, uh, we would love to have you back. And uh, Mike, where can they find you? Uh, at Mr. Mike Gill on all the things. What about you, Tracy? Um, Tracy Otomy, my OnlyFans is OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have an OnlyFans. Not yet, but times are calling. Um, you can find me at Tracy Otomy on all the things. Uh, yeah. So, and don't forget, we have merch. Yes. Gayspacepod.threadless.com. <laughs> we have new shower curtains up. <laughs> Nobody is going to buy the shower curtain, Tracy. Yeah, somebody's going to buy the fucking shower curtain. <laughs> God. Um, all right. I think that does it for us. Yeah. Uh, y'all have a good one. Thank you again, Didi. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right, bye. Three, two, one, zero, zero.